Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. It's a good thing we don't have the video on today. That's a good thing. We're sitting here in our, in our underwear. Uh, undershirts. Yeah, that's underwear. Undershirts. But well, that's, that's underwear. No, no, no. no. Yep. The pants are on. Yeah, the pants are on. Yep. But we're wearing our, but we're just pants are on. Yeah, but underwear. This is Wait, what and it's our my, my t-shirt. These were undershirts, which is a f- kind of underwear. We're yeah, it's in undershirts. Underwear. Yep, just underwear. Uh, and, and but our pants and our yeah. shoes are on. Yes, yeah, we're we're fully clothed. But it's I, hot. I, just, I don't. It's, it's hot, hot in Chicago land for, for for this time of year. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we, we love it. We're not complaining. Well, we're complaining because we're in the office and the heat was on, so it's really hot in here. It is burning in here. Boiling, burning, boiling, boiling hot. Oh. Uh, I came in here earlier and I was like, what is this sauna? Yeah. You like saunas I though. I do, but this was like, mm. it's not like, you know, it's yeah. not like a proper sauna. No, no, there's no, uh, chrome and gold and marble. What is wrong with you? Usually in your saunas, that's what you like. First of all, that's not true. Okay. I wouldn't know. I know. I'm just imagining what, what? you'd have in your sauna. You're imagining me in a sauna? Yeah. Well, imagine what you would have in your sauna was what I said. This is getting weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I've stayed in like the steam showers. I, I've used the steam showers that uh, you've had at like uh, the places we've stayed at and like hotels and whatnot. Those are pretty fancy. They're they're nice. Yeah, I like them. I need them. Yep. No. This are is, we doing this? I just I'm just saying like <laughs> there 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 was a couple of things I've experienced that I don't don't personally have, but I would absolutely if I was designing a home. But day when I was in Japan. I was like, this is so dumb. I'm going to try the bidet. Oh, my goodness. This is the best thing ever. Mm. And uh, mm. that was awesome. And then uh, the steam shower. Yeah, those two things. I would, uh, that'd be in a dude. That and like uh, a rock wall. A rock wall? No, I don't know anything about that. But I would get the other two things. All right. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I don't know how to answer you in this Why situation. Not? I don't know. I don't know. It's just... We had a good Sunday. At a great Sunday. So we're only going to be in a couple more weeks in that location. Yep. Then we're back at the Oak Street building. Yeah. Back in St. Charles. Mm. Paint. Fresh paint. Oh, and you know what? What's cool? Uh, Google Maps or whatever. You know, they drive through every so often. Uh, they said, hey, uh, they, they emailed our ministry assistant. And they said, and her name is Deb. So they emailed Deb. And they said, uh, hey, we're going to be coming by. And we can do an interior shot of your sanctuary. We're doing that with the churches in town. And it'll be like in November. I'm like, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they get to see like yep. what it looks like. Nice. Pretty exciting. Nice. Pretty cool. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Free publicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> oh. I was gonna say, yeah, free, yeah, from Big Brother. I'm glad Big Brother's taking care of yeah. us. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm gonna. All that was weird. They didn't need anything but our credit card numbers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you're all against. Big Brother and and I'm all not this. Anything? Yeah, yeah, you are. I'm you not. you're you're a, you're an anarchist. Nope. Like not you don't an believe. Yes, you are. Nope. Oh, what are you? Um, you're gonna say libertarian? More libertarian. Yeah. yeah. So anarchist. And anarcho-capitalist. Here you, are, here you are saying, please come on in, come on yeah. in. Not into my Take house. Take photos. Yeah, God's house. Yeah. Wow. What, what are they gonna do to him? Nothing. Here you are defiling your space, utilizing the the world for gain. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually in the Bible. Yeah. Mm, Use utilizing the, the riches of the world. Utilizing yeah, do it. Um big tech. So we had uh we had our Sunday morning services yep. and then we had a members meeting. Yep. And we presented the budget. By the way, everybody, 
uh, your church should be giving you a budget now if they're going to be voting on it by the end of the year because you need a chance to look at it. You know, hopefully they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guy's got that going on. Got Brian on it, Jimmy on it, all these guys. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, man. So I uh, ran through that, gave him a copy of what we're proposing, and then we'll vote on that in November. Mm-hmm. It goes into effect year. January 1st. That's right. That's right. Ready to go. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I keep I keep saying I want to get like a like a flat screen TV for my office. Every time I make nope. those proposals, everybody says no. No. Nope. Or they say I have to earn it like by doing extra stuff like working with kids. <laughs> That's what Brian said. Yeah, you got to go work no. with the youth, and then he, he said, can... "He said I could borrow the youth one, the the kids one, if I would uh, work volunteer with the kids." I ain't doing that. Nah, that doesn't sound like you. No. Don't like it. No, it's all right. It's all right. We'll figure something out for you to get your big screen and your Rolex and your. I don't wear watches, but I could use. See, here's the thing. I just want like a TV, like a big monitor. But why? Because like I could throw up onto that thing like uh, like a concert while I'm working. That'd be cool. It was just like up out there playing. Why? Good live concert. Because I, I I I just put it in a little window on my laptop. Okay, so so but then why do you have to have it up there? Oh, because it would look cool. Mm. You need. I like it. Mm. Yeah. No, it's not a need. I'll never have one. But no, because uh, I'm not. I mean, goodness, if it was in my budget, I wouldn't spend it on that because <laughs> that wouldn't make much sense. I just like the idea. You know what I like is that uh, I'm in a way, so I came yeah. in here. And seeing the table in there, and I was like, I was thinking about that last night. No, I don't know. It was like 3 a.m. today. I was yeah. like, you know, we need to figure out about the elder space. Well, that's been the plan for months. Yep. Um, I've been talking to one of our guys about it, and um, and so that was just a quick fix. Boom, get it all out of here. I was saying, let's clear out some other stuff. Let's clean it. Let's get get some TVs in there. You know, a little... Uh, Not for concerts. No, like oh, but like you know, for UFC fights. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no for our elder monitors. meetings, you know, monitors. we got yeah, those monitors. So yeah. You can have, kind of have what you need from the screens up yeah. there discussing. Mm-hmm. Yep, real ventilation, air purifiers. Nope, no, nope. whatever you need. Don't need it. Whatever you don't need. Don't need those. Mm-hmm. Don't need those. Okay. Why are you trying to get us humidor? Trouble? You keep asking every year for that. Yeah, and every year we tell you no. Well, that's what's fun is because uh, I know what to expect. You mm. know? That's what I do. Well, listen, uh, we make mistakes as pastors. I made a bunch. Mm-hmm. You've made, you've I made know. more. You've made a lot. Um, you've made more mistakes in less time than I've lot. made. You've made a lot. All my many years. You've got so many. There's, there's, we could. I bet I can come up with 11 mistakes you made. 11 mistakes that I've made? <laughs> no. <laughs> we were talking about it, and uh, we, got a, we got some common mistakes that pastors make, right? Mm. And so there's more. Like, listen, we could have 100. Uh, so the, we're going to not have everything on here. You're going to be like, why isn't this one on here? Well, that's what, that's what the social media is for. Hop on and tell us what mistakes you made or what yep. mistakes you've seen pastors make. Yep. But we're just going to run through some common mistakes that pastors make, and we want to encourage pastors to avoid it. Mm. Um, now, before we do that, yeah. though, mm-hmm. are we going to announce the winners? Yeah, I guess. Well, you don't want to announce the winners yet? Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. Um, they got something good. They did. They yeah. good. Yeah. They were PBHB, from, baby. That's it. That's it. What is that? Particular Baptist Heritage Books? That's them. All right. What are they giving away? We are giving away uh, two copies of the first and second London Confessions of Faith. Cloth over board, bound, beautiful, mm. gray, super cool. Mm. And uh, okay, Jimmy, uh, I'll take one. You'll take one. Uh, right, John, John Bradley. Bradley. John Bradley, uh, Bradley was the winner. You take John the other Bradley. one. Bradley, you got the other one. Yeah, Solomon Mustachio. I can't, I can't pronounce. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I'm so sorry. Solomon. Solomon. Machu Picchu. No, I can't pronounce it. Moshepao. Okay, I'm gonna try for real. 
Mawashipo. I don't know. But listen, I've already contacted these people. Uh, Solomon John, you guys won. Congrats. Thanks so much. We're going to do another giveaway next month, so stay tuned. All right. All right. So chalk that up to a mistake a pastor makes is not getting the pronunciation before a sermon or before you go on there and, you know, record something. Yeah. Because I've made that mistake of not getting, like, figuring out the pronunciation of a word. If it's in the Bible, not me. I figured that out. No, that's what I mean. I've made that mistake. Oh, I know you would. I don't. And I have. Yeah, many times. No, no, not many times. Once. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done it too. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. I'm not saying it in my head now. I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, why didn't I? <laughs> uh, where, where are my notes that have phonetically? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. All right, so here's some common mistakes that pastors make that Jimmy and I have seen mm. or done ourselves. Number one. Under communicating with the congregation, Ooh. pastors do this. Why do they uh, do that? Like, is it a sense of well, they don't reasons. need to know? There, I think sometimes there is a secrecy. Some secrecy? some elders, uh, if they have elders, some pastors want to keep things uh, quiet. They don't want to share because they're afraid of the blowback. I think some of them maybe just they think, eh, they don't want to know this. Like, sure, like, you know what I mean. Like, they don't have time for this. That's what they assigned us. Yep. Sometimes. Under communicating happens just because they're not thinking about it. Yeah. We've done that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Early, early on, we were just like, uh, oh, wow, we should have been communicating this all along. So when we finally do, they're shocked and upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we made this mistake under communicating with the yep. congregation. And the thing is, is that there are churches that are, especially like in Acts 29, this was common, where it would be elder rule, meaning the congregation votes on nothing. Mm. There is no there is no congregational accountability. So the elders uh, kind of rule. Now, I think that's unbiblical, but if you're doing that, you should at the very least then be extremely communicative and transparent so that they know what's going on, what's coming up, and not yep. be surprised all the yep. time by your sudden changes. But uh, And I've seen some do that, at, uh, but even if you are congregational, uh, there are still like, people... For sometimes they do it for good reasons. It's still not the right thing to do. Sometimes they do it for bad reasons, but under-communicating with the congregation is problematic because it fosters distrust, it's like, yeah. oh, like they're going to be like, why aren't you telling me this? Why am I finding out now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes them suspicious, you know. It be- like, then it becomes everything you're doing. Is there some sort of a, you know, motive behind this? Is What are you not telling me? Yeah. Yeah. What, there's, there's more constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yep. And there might not be anything. Yep. But if you're yep. communicating, you're constantly saying, like, hey, listen, here's what we're thinking about. And this is what we learned after we blew it early on with under communicating. We just started telegraphing. We mm-hmm. would start to say, hey, listen, we're not there yet, but you know, maybe in a year or two, we're going to have to go to two services. So we're praying through that now. We're thinking through that, mm-hmm. you guys. That's going to mean extra service and sacrifice on all of our parts. So keep that in mind. I mean, that's a simple thing, mm-hmm. but it's not going to catch anybody and like, by and like, and like that's like an exciting thing. Yeah, you know? that's a good thing. It, like, let's go with like telegraphic something, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's more difficult. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, telegraphing early on. I mean- Early on, if like, hey, guys, look, looking at the budget, looking at the uh, giving, we're struggling. We are struggling. I, we have some savings that we're utilizing now. Right. But, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, unless something changes by the end of the year. We're going to fire Jimmy. We're going to have to figure out <laughs> which one of the pastors is going to go. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I'll let, we'll let you guys decide that. Yeah. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. That's how I'm going to do it. That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> or, or, you know, hey, we're going to, it's going to deplete all the savings and yeah. we're not sure what next year is going to look like. Right. So just listen, man, and people, like, especially in, if your church is moderately healthy. And we healthy, haven't had to do that. No, no, no. But, you know. No, but, like, if, if your church is moderately healthy and, and you're telling them in advance, hey, listen, here's here's a, here's a possible outcome. Got to be ready for this. 
they're they're going to appreciate it. Even if it's even if it's a bitter pill, they're like, all right, good to know. You know, and hopefully we can fix this. Yep. So even like, okay, here's one that we have been telegraphing. Mm-hmm. Is look, we're going back to the Oak Street building. Yep. Great. Praise God. Everyone's happy. Yep. But I've also been telegraphing if we grow, there's different levers that we're gonna have to pull, such as kids are gonna have to all start off in journey kids, you know, from the get-go, or third service. Yeah. Like there's levers we're gonna have to pull. These are not great options for us. They're not great options. But we gotta do something. We have some runway before we have to do that. But just so you know, that is still on the table in the yeah. future. And we'll get there. And we'll get I'm there. I'm really confident we'll get there. I yeah. know. So it's, it's like, like we have to, I have to, to I have to telegraph that now. Mm-hmm. You know, no one likes the third service. No. But this is how it goes. But some of y'all gonna go. Yep. <laughs> so some of y'all gonna learn today. <laughs> number right, two. Number two. Too eager to promote leaders real fast, real quick. Yeah, yep. they cause some excitement. They show some signs of leadership or they show some signs of maturity or giftedness. And right away just want to throw them in the position yep. and let them have at it. Why why do they why do they do this? Why do they put why do they put people in positions of leadership so quickly? Especially when the Bible says, "Hey, don't do that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially because the Bible. Uh, I think one. I think there is a genuine excitement yep. around the individual, mm-hmm. and they want to cultivate that leadership. Yep. Because two, what happens if that person feels? I mean, I, I don't. I don't never heard anyone say this out loud. But what happens if that person feels unvalued and leaves? I've never heard anyone actually say that or articulate it in that way. But I know I've kind of felt that like, yeah, mm, they're not ready for a leadership position and we don't give it. They're most likely going to go, which I'm sad with. But at the same time, it is what it is. Yeah. Right. But like in my flesh, it's like I love them. I want them to say mm-hmm. maybe I maybe we give them a shot and see how it goes. Yeah, I think they, yeah, people are afraid of losing people. Um, I think they're excited sometimes. Uh, I know in church planting, we, you know, I saw a bunch of church plants do this. Uh, they appoint people early because they need people. They need help. They, yeah, need they don't leadership. have anybody else. It's just the, it's just the main guy, uh, or it's just a couple of guys. And so they're so hungry for elders, uh, that they'll put people into that process when they don't even have a clue about these guys. Mm-hmm. They don't know if they're they, like, they might have what it takes. They might be qualified, but I don't know yet. And they just push them too early. And I can't tell you how many times. Uh, that left that wound up with uh, people leaving the church plant that were elders failing out of being an elder candidate or splitting the church. Like it goes bad when you mm-hmm, p- promoting. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, promoting leaders too early is problematic because um, it, it really, it, in a sense, it says uh, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to be patient. Um, I'm taking this in my own hands, which is easy for us to do with churches. It's easy to just sort of like become a control freak and say like, oh, it's my way. Uh, when you, you have, we have some principles that, gu- that should be guiding us here and being slow to implement leadership is an important thing. Now, yeah, not gridlock slow, but cautious, right? They yeah. need to be tested. You need to have a, a sense of what's going on. Well, speaking of gridlock slow, sometimes we're afraid to promote leaders. Yep. Sometimes people uh, are afraid to promote leaders because a maybe there's a bit of insecurity for sure and jealousy yep. of, of the giftedness that they see, or b man maybe they'll move on and leave. Yeah. You know right? Like as it, maybe it's something that because there can only be so far an individual can go in the current church ministry setting. Right. If they feel like if this they, is 
a stepping stone. That's um, it. They're going to use it. They're going to use it to move on to the next one, right? It was interesting. Um, you know, the the pastor that I served under and the, the guy that really invested a lot of time in me and gave me lots of opportunities to preach, and he really did care for me. Um, he, when I came on to plant our first church plant, I was here on Sundays until we launched our services as an associate. And so I would preach. And frankly, the congregation, or at least many people in the congregation, favored my preaching. And that's that's always fine. Like some people favor your preaching over mine, or they favor Travel's over yours or whatever. Um, it never bothered Wow, I love that. In that example of us three, yeah. you know one of them is probably true, the other's not. No. no one favors my preaching over you. For sure. It's far more likely that people favor Travel over me. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Joe. The point for, for small, making me feel I, all I ever hear is that you know, hey, it's so kind of you to let those scrubs get up oh. there and preach. <laughs> they, they, they think very highly of me. No, my point is, is like, like that's fine, but like it never bothered this guy. It was like it never, it, and he knew it because he heard it. He, yeah, they yeah. would tell him, they would be like, bro. But they would tell him, yes. Uh, and he was like, he was like, oh, and he, he, he just, I, I was always like, wow, look at that. You know, this guy has a lot of issues, but that's not one of them. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think people are afraid to promote leaders because. You know, it does mean change. Uh, it might mean more accountability. Well, it generally does mean more accountability. Uh, it it could disrupt things, right? I mean, it, and hopefully it'll do so in a good way. You know, we're, we're bringing on elders, elder candidates on, into our elder team, and those guys are going to have different gifts that are going to be helpful and challenging. Yep. yep. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't disclosed that. Right. So we won't say because, you know, no. next one, sharing confidential or sensitive information yeah. too early. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Here's a common mistake that pastors make, you mm. dummies. <laughs> sharing confidential or sensitive information mm. when you shouldn't. Mr. Oversharer. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I am an oversharer, mm -hmm. but never broke confidentiality. Uh, you know what? That is that is a very fair statement. Yeah. I share too much, and uh, I can be a little... There are some things I don't share. Oh, yeah. Me, but... Uh, even about me, but uh, like, for example, I'll go ahead and share. I'll go ahead and share because I'm oh. an overshare. I do fight crime at night. Oh, do you? Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, and your, your, what, what's your superhero name? Well, I can't really say because then you would know which one I am. No, no, no. Because I, I, like, you know. Right, what, give, give me one of the powers. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Catwoman. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, ever since the whole gender fluidity, fluidity no, thing. No, Joe. No, no, I, no, no, I decided, no. We're not going down this Because she has like claws. You know, she has the whip. I like that. I'll be Catwoman. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not joining into this one, this line of thought. Where would a pastor make the mistake of sharing confidential or sensitive information when they, wouldn't, when they shouldn't? Where would that happen? Um, okay, I would think, all right, there's uh, two, two places, maybe three. One is uh, with their friends. Yep. You know, pastors often have a very small, if they're lucky, if they're lucky, they might have a tight-knit group of friends. That's if they're lucky. Yep. Oftentimes, pastors are alone. Yep. They don't have that. Um, but having a tight-knit group of friends, uh, or two, sometimes on accident, maybe within their Bible study, their community group. Sure. Right? Um, third, this one's a gray area for me, uh, is with their spouse, with their wife. Yeah, there are some things. There are some things that I you don't, shouldn't share. I, I should not, and I do not share with Michelle. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of things I do because one, I, I trust her. I need to. I need to talk through some things. I need to process. Um, but there's a lot of things that are. 
she did not sign up for right. to carry and to bear. Yeah, it's a lot of burden. That's what I, I tell the young pastors all the time. Like, listen, man, your, your wife, it's not her job to carry those burdens. Now, if you need her advice or counsel or whatever, then okay, yeah, go to her with that. Or if she needs to know, like, because it's a need to know thing. Then, yeah, yeah. That, okay, then let her know. But otherwise, yeah, give her a break. Yeah, yeah. So that that can happen. Is and sometimes, there any, is there any other places you're thinking of? Maybe maybe someone's podcast. Uh, that could happen. Hmm. Um, maybe someone's podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe someone's podcast. I tell you where I think it could happen, and where I know it has happened is uh, when. Uh, some pastors have shared too much from about people uh, in their church when they didn't need to from the pulpit in like, Oh um, wow, you're right. In whether it's church discipline cases or whether it's, it just blows my mind that that would even come up, but it does. And again, I like, we probably err on the other side more often. Our churches today, like they don't want to, they keep everything secret. They yeah, don't share yeah, yeah, when yeah. they should be sharing. Sometimes you need to tell people exactly. Hey, it wasn't an indiscretion. It was adultery. This okay, is, it's sin. Yeah, it was. It, this was wickedness. Uh, this guy did this thing, and here's what he did. Um, it wasn't. He fell in some like bizarre, mm -hmm, abstract mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, yeah, they wind up be, I've, abusive pastors. You know, yep. have done this sort of a yep. thing where they're trying to shame people and manipulate people. But uh, but yeah, I, I think in general, the the sharing confidential or sensitive information is for most pastors. It was it's a mistake. They're just like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm literally oversharing confidential mm -hmm, information, mm -hmm. or um, I'm I slipped into a a gossip thing, or for whatever it is, and then they got to repent and make it yep, right. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's something. All right. What about um, teaching Christian myths in your Ooh, sermon? You'd be able to speak better on this, not because you do it. No, I see what you're saying. No, no, no because you you preach more. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. Yeah. So, I don't think I've ever heard you give a myth. No, but I've called them out. Um, yeah. You know, like there are like, okay, today it's just really easy. And like, you know, pastors love to pull things from the interwebs. And so they'll uh, listen. And I have not from the pulpit, but I have passed on information verbally to somebody be like, did you know this happened? And they're like, I don't think that happened. I go, I just read it. And they go, would you read it? And I go, I did. I read it. And I go, what was the article on? And I go, I don't remember. And they're like, yeah. It's probably not real. Mm. And then it's not real, right? And I, but I, I fell for it. Um, so pastors do this a lot. It, it, the old ones are like, oh, man, the Russians drilled a hole to the deepest layers of the earth ever recorded. And all this heat came out that was hotter than the sun. And they put a microphone down there that didn't melt, apparently. And, um, and they recorded the screams of hell. And they'll, they'll share that. Or NASA discovered a day is missing in our in our calendar and uh mm, it's like mm. no they didn't like the, we <laughs> like we can check on all these things these things didn't happen um but yeah just it's just a it's a weird mistake we're, we're preaching and sometimes we're grasping for something interesting or whatever and we're not careful so when there's conspiracy theories or you know exciting titillating stories mm -hmm. that you know you share this just do your due diligence. diligence you know the day i did my due diligence some some dummy on the internet I won't say his name, but it's Greg with three G's. This guy was saying how real chili doesn't have beans in it. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Mm. And I was like, chili can have beans. It cannot have beans. It doesn't matter. And I was- How is this a Christian myth though? Oh, it's a myth. Okay. But here's the thing. I was like, this is a myth. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not just going to blast him. I'm going to read some history on chili. <laughs> That's what you spent your time doing? So I looked up the history of chili. Do you want to, you know what? Do you want to know why we're not giving you a TV for your office? Why? Because you're going to spend time watching dumb videos. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. No. You're going to be watching Sasquatch this. Those aren't dumb. Bigfoot that. Anyways, that was old, research. Old Nessie here. Um, 
So I did this research mm -hmm. and uh, you know, originated in Texas, 1800s. Oh my gosh. Okay. No beans. Beans didn't show up in the recipe books till the 1920s. It was made popular like in the late 1800s. So you were wrong. Oh yeah, so I had to go on and go like, I was ready to flame you for this stupid comment, but uh, yeah, I looked it up. You're right. <laughs> I guess original real chili didn't have beans. Okay, whatever. Mm. Yeah, so don't do that. Just do a little bit of research, you know? Okay, okay. okay. Uh, some pastors make the mistake by not apologizing when they are wrong, when they have said something wrong, acted wrong, mm -hmm. you know, uh, treated somebody wrong. Yep. Whether it was accidental or intentional. Doesn't matter. You're wrong is wrong. And you gotta you gotta say, I am sorry for what I did. Will you forgive me? Yep. My bad. I'm sorry. But I was really tired that nope, day. No, no, but no, okay. Yeah. Listen, Jimmy, I know that uh I was really quick tempered with you, and I shouldn't have done that, you know. I mean you know when what? you do it to me, no, 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 I try to I, I want I want to thank you for that first part. <laughs> oh. I appreciate hearing yeah. that. Okay. Because sometimes we do fight. Yeah. And yeah. I want to thank you. Yeah. For acknowledging, because it goes both ways. Your sin. No, 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 no. Right now we're talking about you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right now we're focused yeah. on you. Yeah. I'm sorry for what I did. Thank you. But are you? I mean, no, no, you no, did, no. Okay. no, no. We yeah. don't. We don't say sorry to oh. get a sorry. Oh, oh. Right. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a. It's a. Yeah. When you're apologizing, it's, mm. it's one way. Yeah. In this relationship, it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because you never say it. Uh, it feels like you're fishing for something <laughs> here, and I want you to model. What it means to apologize <laughs> when you're wrong. <laughs> I, listen, I, I said it before, but I, I, I knew a guy who I'd never heard him say I was wrong or I, I'm sorry ever in his ministry. And I knew him for years, uh, years and years. Never once. How do you go and not, listen, even privately, even oh, privately, like, like yeah. man, I'll never yeah. admit this, but I was wrong. Listen I, listen, I know it's hard for a lot of us to, to say I'm sorry, to confront our error. Like, that can be hard. But it's necessary and it's important. It, yeah. it builds trust with your people. Um, it builds love because you're owning your sin. You're owning your mistake. Uh, but yeah, when they don't, I mean, goodness sakes. Like, the, And it's a common one. It's pride that keeps us from apologizing. Oh, yeah. It's like we think like, no, man, I don't want to look wrong or weak. You look wronger and weaker for not apologizing. Yeah. It's, it's yep. really yep. ironic, really. Yeah, yeah. Catch 22. Mm -hmm. You know, one in Rome. Well, one of the things, oh, this will be good. We can split these up nice. Uh, one mistake is neglecting prayer over administration. Ooh. So like, you know, you, you, don't, you feel like, and it's not that you would articulate it, but like some pastors are good at administration and they get things done and they organize and they calendar and they schedule and pop, 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 they do all this stuff. And so they, some of them will feel like I, th there's just not as great of a need to pray mm. um, because they can get it done. They can just execute. And so, uh, you know, if that's your temptation, just be aware of it, right? I actually have to schedule, not because I'm super administrative, but I have to actually have to schedule prayer time for me like that are, that's just in addition to my normal praying. Mm. That helps just to remind me like, hey, let's have some prayer time, you know, like just I put it in there because it's easy for it to get boxed out. And so neglecting prayer over administration, like by overemphasizing administration is yeah. a thing that some people fall into. Yeah. And flip side, like you said, how about neglecting administration over prayer? I wouldn't know anything so, about that. Saying, oh, here, this is the practical. I'll just pray. Th this, is the, this is the spiritual. God has called me. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Let go of that calendar. <laughs> and let Schedule. God handle. Let go of my responsibilities. Yeah. Don't need to, don't need to, you know, organize don't need to set up parameters yep don't need to have a schedule yep. don't need to have my boxes or or check off my tasks or just whatever the whatever the spirit leads for the day that's what i'll do 
Because both of these things are problematic in, in, in somewhat different ways, but it's the same issue, right? Like God's called you to work hard. Yeah. Right? To be organized. The church is supposed to be organized. Yep. And yep. Uh, he's called you to pray. Both are to take priority. Some people uh, neglect doctrine over the practical, right? Mm. That's another mistake. And, and again, you'll see you know, that there are pastors that um, they're just not super particular and excited about, about the doctrine as much as they are the application of, of doctrine. And of course, like if you're a doctrine guy, you know you can't get to the application without the doctrine. But the point is, is that people will sometimes, so, some pastors will so emphasize the practical, that they spend little time on developing or clarifying the doctrinal. So they... they they really aren't as safe theologically as they could be. And so it, it leaves them with a shallower pool to swim in when it comes to application. And mm -hmm. that's where things can get really repetitive uh, for your people. Um, but yeah, I think some pastors, some pastors uh, neglect getting into theology over saying like, Oh, listen, I don't need that, that doctrinal stuff. I, what I need is people to love Jesus. And it's like, well, you can't do one without the other. Hmm. What about neglecting the practical over the doctrinal? Yep. Mm. Yep. There's still ways of going about things. You yep. know, there is still some about, listen, I have, I don't want to say major issues with like, with like a Andy Stanley, mm -hmm. right? Or with a, a, a Rick Warren or some of these other guys that, that kind of focus more on the practical aspect of things right. and neglect the doctrinal um but we are we are called to organize things we are like there are some things that do are not up against doctrinal mm -hmm. like they're not against doctrine they're not against they're not against scripture they're not um somehow in violation right, right. Uh, but they do help i guess cultivate what we're what we're trying to do and that's give glory to god yeah and to make him known yeah man you you, you the, the doctrine is supposed to lead to practice. It's supposed to undergird practice. Yeah. You know, and whether that is, you know, a direct line of, of implementation of theology into the life of piety or whether it's into ministry and, you know, getting things done, uh, doctrine should lead to the practical. Mm. It should, it should lead to it. It should encourage it. Right. And, and the practical should find itself always looking back, like being, am I grounded? Am I, is this good? Yep, or am, yep. I getting, am, am I becoming a pragmatist? Right? Yep. Or because that's when it's untethered. The ends are justified by the, the means are justified by the end. And that's, that's when you know you're no longer tethered. Um, and then one last thing uh, that we'll, we'll mention that this time, and that is that some pastors stop developing their gift mm. or their gifts. Right. So let's say you're gifted at preaching, right? And, uh, and that's, that's your, where you're strong. And so years go by and you really don't work on your preaching. You just preach, you know, or maybe your gift is, maybe your gift is administration and oversight. Right. Um, and you just kind of work within your giftedness, but you don't work on it. Right. And that's an old saying, like, you, are you working on your marriage or in your marriage? Are you working on your business or in your business? And mm. you need to be working on it as much as you're working in it, right? You, mm -hmm. you need to be finding out like, how can I get better? How can I do this in a way that's going to, you know, produce um, a greater effect? Uh, is, is there a way for me to, 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 to bear more fruit that I'm responsible for? Right? Yeah. Like whatever it is, I think one thing to do is to say like, okay, I'm gifted in this area. I'm weak in this area. Don't neglect the area that you're weak in, right? So you, you, you want to get better there. But don't just presume that the degree to which you are effective in the area that you're gifted in is enough. 
and you can just leave it alone. Like you should leverage that. And mm. I think, I think work on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, th these are just some of the mistakes we see pastors make or that we have made. What do you guys think? We would love to hear what you think. What's your biggest goof? Maybe if you mm. guys share some of mm. your biggest goofs, Jimmy will share his biggest goofs too. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, I guess you can let us know online. I'll on, share too. On Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineAndDevotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast of the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh part every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And you know what? If you want to support the podcast and get exclusive commercial-free content, you're going to want to subscribe to Doctrine and Devotion All Access. And you know what, Jimmy? Go ahead. If they want to hear about the mistakes that members make, they're going to have to have All Access because that's where we're going to talk about the mistakes that members make is in All Access. Oh. Really? Mm hmm All right, then. Subscribers get freakly, freakly. <laughs> Free weekly devotional meditations Monday through Friday and the Banter of Truth podcast. To sign up, click the link on your podcast player for this episode that says support this podcast or head on over to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access. Stop, stop drifting. Later. Later.